hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Uh, yeah, so uh, I fucking love your lips. Well, thank you. Um, I so I went to get Botox because my forehead was moving, it still moves. I okay, so I like for it to move, but I don't want lines. No, girl, see, usually though, you don't have lines when you don't move your head. So, yeah, but I have lines now. Look at that shit. Yes, I know, I know. But my issue is not that. My issue is that I have lines when I don't move my forehead. Like I still have like creases because I'm so fucking angry all the time that I scowl and I have like so fucking angry all the time I go with you. No, so um, so I went there and I promised myself. Mark was like, "You're gonna come back with a new face." I was like, "No, no, I'm just gonna get like Botox because we're so we're so poor from this fucking bathroom." Which is Botox, realistically in LA. So okay, so I actually don't get Botox, but anymore I now do Dysport, which is cheaper. The fuck is that? Dysport is a different product that spreads more. So like Botox is a little bit more localized, like where you inject it. But Dysport is a different product that's actually more. It's uh, it's not quite as concentrated. It's not. Wait, as is con- it like botulin, like t- neurotoxin stuff? Because isn't that what Botox is? It's like part of like the botulum, like whatever the fuck it's called. It's like an actual. I don't know neurotoxin. that. Here's the thing. I don't really like look into the stuff that I put into my body because if I do, I probably <laughs> would. <laughs> no. So, okay. So I used to do Botox, but I still always had that like, like the line, right? Like yeah. it didn't move as much, but it was still there. So I started doing Dysport, which is a neurotoxin, but I believe it's less concentrated. Yes. Right. Cause one unit of Botox equals three units of Dysport, right? Oh, I don't yes. know why you're telling me right. Like as if I had no, no, no. Up. I'm asking you about the math behind that. If one Botox is three Dysport, Dysport is less concentrated. So yes, okay, yes. So it's less concentrated, and whatever for whatever reason, it like spreads more across your interesting face. So I find that it actually smooths out my wrinkles instead of just kind of like freezing them. Hmm. Uh, The last time and the first time that I did it, you're going to be horrified. Um, But I, I actually like got my crow's feet done for the first time ever. And crow's feet. I just, yeah, I do. I guess I'm just so happy. Oh God, it looks like a fat pad. Anyway. So I did it and they must've gone like the way they injected it must've been too close to my ocular muscle. (gasps) For the first like two weeks, my eyes were like almost lazy. They were not focusing. So I was like typing and suddenly like I couldn't focus on what I was reading. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with me? And I was getting migraines and I think it's because my eyes weren't focusing and it's a whole thing. Anyway. So like almost two weeks into it, I was like, Oh my God, it was a fucking disport. So I like called them and I went in and they were like, it should fade. But yes, we think that we may have accidentally like a little bit. No, no, no. Come in here and pour me my wine slave. (laughs) My husband's coming in, as you know, Pierre Bear for a little, uh, 
little wine break. Nasty is the Pink best. Nasty. Little Pierre Bear. I want to just going warm over here because I keep it next to me during these sessions. But well, gonna... you also have like a space off in you know elsewhere outside of your household where you for can today. Oh, for today we do for today. Oh, also, uh, my dog is squeaking. So, so you both now can leave the premises. Oh, Thank you. It out here. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Mm, love you. Thanks, bye. Thanks, P Nasty. Thanks, P Nasty. Um, when I first met him, I remember being like. How the fuck are these two married? Not, not for any other reason. Other than I was like, does he talk? And I was like, Maddie talks a lot. And this guy, I think it took like probably a year for him to say, like, like to speak. Yeah. And for yeah. me to be like, oh, okay, he's a person. And like now I know him so well. Well, I think I do. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, and like I know you guys and we've obviously traveled together quite a bit and stuff. And I'm like, oh, like I totally fucking get it. Mm-hmm. But for a really long time, I was just like, does he speak? Does he <laughs> like, speak? Does he, does he talk? And, and do you remember how he used to like, I used to, I was convinced that like Pierre would drive to pick you up in the city, but would then like, I think that he would drive instead of like <laughs> taking an Uber or Bart or something. I mean, thank God he didn't take Bart because woof. Oh, yeah. um, woof. But um, no, I was like convinced that he did that specifically so that he could like spend half of the night finding a parking spot. And then he would like run from, you know, we would be in like North beach and Pierre would be like, Oh, I parked in the mission and ran here. Or like, I parked in fucking like the dog patch. And like, it's like, Pierre, like, you know, there's no parking in San Francisco on a Every Friday. Time. Every time. And so I literally was convinced that he hated us all. And that's why no. he insisted on driving up. No, no, no. It's because it's like a control thing. Like he needs to have his car with him at all times. Um, but like, it would just became like an ongoing joke with all of us. It's like, oh, where's Pierre? Parking. Parking. He's, he's, he's parking. <laughs> yeah, he's parking. He'll be here for last call though. Don't worry about it. Um, no, but my sister who met Pierre, I think for the first, not for the first time because she met him at the wedding. No, he didn't come to the wedding. He didn't come to my wedding. No, but So she met him for the first time then in Bali for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, God, remember the days when like we, we had birthdays in Bali and not, and my fucking front lawn. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So not even that I could go, not even that we could travel because we can fucking travel. The problem is that, you know, I'm rotting away in Sherman Oaks, but, um, <laughs> rotting away in Sherman Oaks. Oh my God, I can't. Every day. But, um, so my sister, she met Pierre for the first time in Bali and there were what, like, 18 people or so. I, mean, God, I can't even remember. There's so many people in that house. Yeah. So many people. But the fact that I actually don't think she heard his voice. I don't think she like knows he's friend. I mean, well, his name is Pierre, but, um, <laughs> and the fact that like, she still to this day talks about how funny he is. <laughs> he's just like, Pierre, oh my God, he's so funny. How is he? I'm like, Pierre, like, did you talk to him? Do you know anything about him? And she's like, I don't know anything about. I, I like, I don't think I talked to him. But she just remembers how like he was, and he's so determined. Like once Pierre puts oh. his mind to something, or like not even puts his mind to me, he decides. Like he's like, I'm no, gonna no. get my drink and me on this yeah. fucking floaty in this pool. <laughs> and I think he spent about four hours falling off the floaty, the stupid champagne shape floaty you know what i'm talking about i know you remember that that my sister brought um but 
he was like, I'm going to sit on this fucking floating. 100%. And What's for four hours, falling. I think I don't even know how much pool water he must have drank because my sister also <laughs> wants to tell people that he just kept dropping like his drink in the pool or like water was getting in it. And she was like that he just kept doing it. And for whatever <laughs> reason, she was there literally like the next like i don't know who's who's a really dave chappelle or something oh maybe that's a, that's a little oh, a little not <laughs> I Dane cook but i was like i don't think Dane cook is popular um uh, bill burr so she just thinks that he is like the funniest person she's ever met and i'm like oh, okay um oh my God. but also he is super hard-headed i think it's his capricorn side that comes out you know those earth signs super rooted like once they put their head to something they like never stop <laughs> interesting so okay so you know me like I know a little bit about astrology, mm. astronomy, astronomy, or astrology. Astrology, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, my sister's really into it. And loves to tell me that people hate Scorpios. But um, anyway, I was, you know, like I, I guess I try not to live my life and like live and die by astrology, right? Oh, 100%. Because yeah. One of my high school teachers, he told me, read your horoscope at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so that you're not like trying to fit, like expecting the worst or expecting whatever, you know? Because I remember one day it was voice one. It was like 8 8 a.m. or whatever time first period started. And he called me up and I went, shit, my horoscope said that like today was going to be a fucking awful day. And he was like, what? And I was like, You know, like my horoscope said that today was going to be awful. And he was like, sit back down. You're not singing today. And I was like, oh, praise, praise the Lord. Astrology, you were wrong today. But uh, anyway, and so I don't know. I feel like that for me, because I used to read my horoscope every single day. And like I Mm. lived and I died by it. And now I don't. However, a couple of weeks ago, I was at my friend's house and she made me not look into just my, is it like your son? There's like sun, moon, rising. There's so many aspects of astrology. Yeah. Well, she made me look into the moon and the rising, and I was literally going, <gasps> What is your moon? What? I believe my moon is Leo. Oh my God, that's probably why we get so fucking along because I'm more of a lunar chart. And so my moon is Scorpio. So I think that's why we, we like fucks well together. And do Leos and Scorpios? Well, no, because like Leo, so that means that your moon is a fire sign. And Aries, I'm a fire sign and that's my sun. And so that's probably because we're like opposites. So like our like sun signs are opposite and our lunar are complete opposites. Got it. Okay. But I'm a lunar chart. So I tend to lean more heavily into my moon sign than I do my sun sign. Okay. What's your rising? Because my rising is... Dun, dun, dun. Fuck. I think it's Sagittarius. <gasps> that's my rising too. I think I might be lying, but I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. my no, god! No, it's Sag or Capricorn, but I think it's Sagittarius. Oh my god! Then yeah, we both have the same rising. Well, this makes sense. This makes sense. Why I was such a fucking bitch to you when I first met you because I was told that you were not cool, and I was like, okay, well, let's definitely make her feel like shit about herself on a day to day basis because you know me, I will. Um, but then you fell in love with me. I think like after a day or two. Let's be real. I don't know if it was a day or two. I think it was a couple of months and I was like, wait, she's actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why, why are we being mean to this person again? And like, you're literally like my best, well, you're one of my best friends for sure. But like, 
I think you're the only person I talked to from that period of my life. Oh, holy shit. I mean, occasionally there, you know, there are yeah, like others that like we intersect with. But like, yeah. You know, obviously we have a different relationship. Oh, here we go. More wine. Um, <laughs> so, oh my uh, God, that's oh, wild. But yeah, but no, I, I literally was sitting there and I was like, oh, what? That's me. Oh, oh yeah. I, it was like a moment of like reflection. I was like, fuck, am I a bad person? Because apparently like I'm very angry and like nasty human being, but it's okay. Oh my God. Maybe we should do an that. episode on horoscopes. Oh, 100%. I would fucking love to do that. Um, So did I ever tell you that I took a horoscope class? Like she's like a really big astrologist. Um, no, I'm not surprised at the slightest. Um, and I took a course with her and I absolutely fucking loved it. But it is a little bit of like... There is some intuitiveness that goes into it, and I'm not very good about that aspect of it, but I do find it interesting that there's, like, all of these houses, and, like, based on, you know, what your actual birth chart, there are different, like, signs for every house, and then there's, like, the ruling planets, and, like, based on, like, what, like, there's just so much that goes into it that, like, I always feel weird that when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I read my horoscope today, and I was like, reading a horoscope doesn't really mean shit because it's focused on your, like, sun sign when there's so much more behind it yeah i mean i like i i can see the scorpio trees i don't know i'm not secretive hello come on here and talk about waxing my asshole i mean i haven't ever done that but you know what i mean like i think it's like secretive when it comes to like your actual emotional state so i think you're a leo i think your leo definitely comes out on this podcast because leos are all about like showcasing them. They're like the lion, like the well-groomed lion. That's like center all about like center of attention. Like Let's I'm talk. here for it. Um, so I could totally see that, but like, yeah, I feel like sometimes with you though, like you tend to conceal your emotional state a lot of times, unless it's somebody who's close to you. Is that, is that maybe a Scorpio or is that me being Chinese? We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> Oh Lord. Um yeah. we're gonna get canceled before we're gonna we get so canceled. Uh no, no, just kidding. Well, you are Chinese. What the fuck? Why would we get canceled? Like that is so accurate. I can say that. I'm actually Chinese. You're I'm actually Chinese. Chinese. I don't know if you saw it. I show you I showed you, right? Oh yeah, I love my new nameplate. I got my new name plate in Chinese. Because who so the fuck cute. wants an English nameplate when you can have a Chinese one? I love it. Wait, so is it or is it your actual Chinese? So Jing Jing, is that what is it is? It Zou oh, Jing. Zo. Okay. So, that, so it is so Jing Jing. So Jing Jing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I got that. I um, really want to start calling you Jing Jing on the podcast. I feel like we're I'm down. Do I'm down. Let's do it. Call me JJ. Call me Jing Jing. We're rebranding. I'm rebranding. rebranding. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I need to rebrand my life. So let's let's do this. I'm rebranding my bathroom. I'm rebranding my life. Oh, I um, love it. Myself. Um okay. Can we talk about your birthday this weekend? birthday birthday i am closer to 32 than i am to 31 at this point so dun, dun, dun. i'm actually really excited about it i'm really excited that we're like going it's gonna be like set up the vibe it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be an adult party an adult party but we'll see we'll see how adult we behave because <laughs> Let's we just never say that the, the last wine tasting, quote unquote, wine tasting, blind wine tasting that I hosted here, I don't know what happened because I didn't drink that much. <laughs> I legitimately was like pouring wine for everybody and I did so in such an eloquent manner. I was very proud of myself. 
I do not remember anything post that. Like it was to the point where, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like the decline was to the point where it almost felt like I was drugged. Like, and it, I obviously wasn't. Did stop. No, 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 no. I was not drugged, but I'm saying like. It felt like you had like had so much to the point where, but you hadn't though. It Interesting. does not make sense. Cause I was having like, I was pouring like, there were maybe eight of us, right? So I had to make, a bottle count. And I wasn't pouring the whole bottle every time either. I was doing tiny, tiny, tiny bit. How many bottles did you guys get there? I think we had six. So that's like almost a bottle each. Almost. Maddie, I can drink a bottle of wine. That's I, I'm not kidding. I'm <gasps> like sitting on my like outdoor couch. Mm-hmm. Middle, like, I was wearing sweatpants, but like, I apparently was like sitting with like my legs like <laughs> hanging over like the bat. Like I don't know, it was real bad. Like I don't remember anything, so I'm a little <laughs> bit concerned. Um, I'm gonna try to be a little classier this time. Ah, uh, fuck, classy. But we're Who trying cares? to no, we're trying to be adults. We're gonna do. A but little what more. does being an adult really mean? I truly feel like we're all children at heart, and that we've our bodies have only grown. That's really all it is. Yeah, let me tell you, I was trying to put Benji's harness on last night. I was like <laughs> on my knees and I kind of like rolled onto, I like shifted on my knee the wrong way and it cracked and it was swollen. <gasps> and like, I, I actually thought I tore my meniscus. That's how bad it was. Jesus Christ, I need to tell you, um, since we started this like sharing of each other's activities, every time you work out, it like motivates me to work out. And so I've actually been trying to like make a conscious effort to like do more activity. Oh my fucking God. I have been having, um, what is it called? Um, Oh yes, sciatica. And I've just been like, oh my God, I need to stretch more. Like my fucking like back and like I could feel it jolting through like my knee and like down towards my leg. I was like, You're oh even sweet baby. Jeez. I is that wild? Like I'm, I'm literally 29 and I I can't already. I'm not kidding. The day you turn 30, it all goes downhill. You are so fucked. Like I will never <laughs> forget standing in Bali. I, I'll never forget this moment. I may have had them before this, but I remember standing. I was in the guest bathroom on the first floor of like right by the door when you came in the villa, mm-hmm. pooping or something. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was scared to do it in another bathroom. And I noticed my like marionette lines for the first time in my life on my 30th birthday. And I was just like, holy fuck, you're dead. Like, and it was so depressing. I'm just fat now, so they've kind of filled in, but um, it's, yeah, just just wait, just wait. I can't wait to celebrate your 30th birthday, bitch. I'm gonna get you so fucked up just oh to God. show you how much 30 hurts. Oh um, but but, <laughs> but and you say you love me, Jesus. <laughs> no, but I will say, I honestly, it sounds so corny. I love my 30s. I got filler now. <laughs> I oh, can wow. afford okay. songs regularly. No, I'm joking. No, I really do. I do love my 30s. I I I really, really, really do. But it hurt like it hurts. Like it physically hurts, but it's amazing. I keep thinking I can like if I take care of myself more. And I have been, but no. truly it's like you know that I used to work out a lot. And then COVID happened and you know, I haven't been as frequent as usual, but 
I have like nice, like muscle mass, especially in like my bottom half of my body. And so all of a sudden you from your ass, but, uh-huh. yes. but like now that I have the sciatic, I'm just like, oh my God, I thought I was taking care of myself. What has happened to me? <laughs> just the, the Oprah wave. Look at that. Look at that. <gasps> I know. I know. Don't start my oh, upper body. We don't want to talk about it. Oh my God. I got to get some Kybella. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, well, on that note, um, I think it's time for us to start on our basic bitch quickies. And since we had such a long opening, I think it's important for us to, uh, maybe we shorten it to, let's just focus on, on one headline for today. And I think this is a pretty big one. Um, and for those of you who, you know, are watching this for the first time, our basic bitch quickies, our BBQs, as we like to call it, um, is where we do sort of lightning round of top headlines from the week and give it a quick top mind of thoughts about it. Um, so Alina, when you are ready, let's do this. Do you want to time us? Oh yes, I forget. That's my only job, and I, <laughs> I really, I really just, you know, we'll get you used to it at some point. I swear. <laughs> um, I say we do two minutes. Okay, okay. I'm done okay. for it. All right. Okay. So, Zane pleads a no contest to four counts of harassment against Gigi Hadid and Yolanda. Dun dun done. Okay. So I, I. W- Apparently, he like pushed Yolanda into a dresser or something. Somebody said that he punched Yolanda. What happened, Yolanda? Because I, if he punched her, ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know. If he pushed her, still fucked up, but like pushing somebody into a dresser, obviously dumb and awful and just like, come on. But punching someone, punching your girlfriend's mother, your baby mama's mother. Are you out of your fucking mind? I could see him. He seems like he might be a little bit of like a wild card. I kind of feel like I could see him being angry as fuck. I don't know. I also think that this, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like these matters should be handled behind closed doors. Like this is family shit. And now you're involving the legal system. Like Yolanda, this is your grandchild's dad. Like you really want this to become like a public expose type situation. Like, I think that's, look, if it was really fucked and like, I feel like she has every right to go and do what she needs to do. But at the same time, you should think about your grandchild as well. Well, that's what he like posted, right? He was just like, we're going to family matters or family matters, blah, blah, blah. Um, They're also not together anymore, apparently. No, if you fucking push my mom, I'll push you off a cliff. No, um, but do do you like, I guess, why, why do you go after Yolanda? Did she? She probably did something that pissed him off. Look, Zane not that I want to give any excuses because I'm not, that's not what I'm doing, but I'm trying to provide a little bit of context to his background. He is, grew up Muslim Pakistani, right? So probably, yeah, he basically grew up in a very conservative household is what my assumption is. Um, And so coming from that background, oh. Okay, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Give us one one more minute. One more minute. Um, Considering that background, I will say, you know, I grew up in a pretty conservative Muslim background as well. And um, A, I can assume that he probably, you know, believes that the world in a sense kind of revolves around him and that like as a male figure and a father figure, he should have sort of like a, a say in like what is done or isn't done to his child. So I'm assuming it may have been a conflict around that since he even vocalized it in the media that it was something about his his child. 
about Kai, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. It was about the baby, which, okay, fine. I get that. But I guess. I think physical violence is never the answer, 100%. But at the same time, I'm just at the mindset that this probably should have been handled behind closed doors. I I get that. But I guess, like, why isn't it being handled behind closed doors? Do you think that, like, Yolanda went to the media? Like, or do you think people are fucking vultures? I think Yolanda did. I mean, if there are four counts of harassment, like, literally, she probably filed something against him. Okay. Well, I think we've, we've over. Yeah. But I, not no, cool. I mean, I, but I feel like at a certain point, maybe she's doing it for the protection, quote unquote, of her daughter, of her grandchild. I, I look, I, I don't disagree. Right. But I also, to your point, I think, look, somebody lays a hand on me, my fucking kid, my kid, my kid's hundred percent. But we just don't know what the situation is, right? Like, what if Yolanda had, like, given her, I don't fucking know, like, said something about how he's raising her daughter or her grandchild, um, and he's just like, don't tell me how to raise my kid. I could imagine that, like, escalating to a certain point, but physical violence, never okay. Um, So, yeah, I I really want to know what led to this. I think that's where I'm like, I wonder what the argument was. But at the same time, you're saying it should be like closed doors. But I guess now that it's out in the open. Yeah, exactly. Now that it's out in the open, like now I'm just like, oh, I wonder what it was that led to it. Because then that would kind of determine whether, like who was in the right or the wrong. Yeah. But okay. All right. Well, we'll leave you all with that. Tell us what you think about Zane versus Yolanda. Okay. On social. Um, All right. Well, today. Yeah, I fucking, we, I mean, I love this topic. So, okay. The way that I thought about this topic for today's episode was how many creepy messages we receive. You know, we're trying to kind of increase our social presence. Apparently that's how you get listeners and whatever. Um, And, you know, we obviously want to engage with our with our listeners, let's say fans. And then I was like, wait, listeners. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that we're there yet. Hopefully we are. Hopefully you love us. Um, but I mean, I was like dying. And, and I don't know if it's happened so much as so much recently, but in the beginning, it was like a lot of like creepy, creepy messages on Instagram specifically from these like weird dudes that, I don't know, it might've been like a, a fake account or whatever, but saying that they would give us money for like whatever we wanted. And so I love the idea of a sugar baby and a sugar daddy. So want to like just chat about that. insane. Like I am all for people, you know, taking advantage of what they can take advantage of. Don't get me wrong. Um, And as long as people are happy, but like, I guess I never saw these messages. So I'm just like, wait, stop. (laughs) I don't know. People would just like DM us and be like, Hey baby, I love you. You look great. DM me and I'll like, I'll pay for whatever. Like I'll give you whatever you want. Like things like that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it was a little bit, it was, it was like quite creepy. Um, but like, and I thought about it. I was like, fuck, should I just pick this person? Like, Hey, my bathroom got a $30,000. You got that? Yeah. I'll like talk to you on zoom. Um, fun fact. Uh, a good chunk of these women who actually partake in like a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship, they don't actually have sex with their benefactor. No, no way. I don't believe that. Set your fucking sources, bitch. Um, no way. 
So I will cite my sources. Thank you very much. (laughs) So Marin Skull, PhD, assistant professor at the University of Colorado, Denver. Um, She had actually interviewed about 48 sugar babies and found that 40% of the women had never had sex with their benefactors. And the ones that did often had genuine, authentic connections. She also found that most forms of sugaring aren't a play for pay arrangement. First of all, I fucking love that it's called sugaring. Um, (laughs) But like only you would look at a, like a legitimate study from a PhD to prepare for a conversation about sugaring, sugar babies and sugar daddies. Um, I mean, it's why I love you, but like, I guess my question for you is, do you think they're just not admitting that they're fucking these guys? First off, don't fucking judge me, Alina. I find this stuff absolutely fascinating. But also, um, no, I don't think that they were lying. A lot of these women in the study were um, given sort of anonymous uh, titles, names, whatever it is. Um, And it's actually kind of interesting once you go into the actual study. It's about 24 pages uh, going into detail as to like the different forms of sugaring, et cetera, et cetera. Sugaring. I really like sugaring. Um, well, no, first of all, you know, I never fucking judge, especially when it comes to sugar, ba- uh, sugar babying, sugaring. Um, I just think it's like, I think, thank God, right. That you love to intellectualize topics that I don't know how to intellectualize, um, or else we wouldn't have this wonderful podcast, but, um, honestly, it makes for great content and I learn so much from you. So love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a lighter note, you know that I was genuinely like considering doing this when I was just at a college. Poe as fuck, like even poorer than I am today with this house. Like I was like strapped, living off credit, tens of thousands of dollars in debt. So I know you've mentioned it in passing and I always thought it was like, a joke because there were never any details provided, but please do tell. You know, I love this shit. Well, <laughs> um, so basically, I I would say that like my friends and I, some some of my friends and I in college, we weren't necessarily into like sugaring per se. I don't think it was called that back then, but you know, we loved a drink being purchased mm. for us. Who doesn't? And then like, you know, we loved a trip to Miami being purchased for us. And then we loved dinners and stuff. Anyway, one of our friends, um, he told us that he, oh my God, I thought you were just drinking out of a wine bottle. Sorry. <laughs> I like, oh I don't my God. Watch this side and I looked over and I saw, and I was like, shit. Oh, wow. Okay. I've literally um, only been like, I, I've literally uh, been five, like, like glasses deep. And I was like, I need to have water. So that was just my, I know, I'm my water bottle. <laughs> I'm trying to chug water over here. Cause I'm like, oh, I just drank that whole bottle. Um, so um, so anyway, so he told us, cause I, I had just graduated college. I was broke as fuck. I mean, beyond broke tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debt. God knows how much more in credit card debt because I didn't, I didn't have money. And I was like, you know, going mm. out and fucked up my friends all night. Um, and he was like, oh, I know a couple of girls that have gone on this website. It's called seekingarrangement.com. Seeking arrangements, seeking arrangement. I don't remember. Anyway, um, and he was telling us how like he knew girls that were getting their law school paid for. 
And I was like, no fucking way. And he was like, no, no, seriously. Like their, their law school bills are being paid for by these guys. Like they don't even have to fuck them. And I was like, whoa, sign me up. And I remember, God, I used to work at this office after college in the financial district. And I literally would like go on this website at my job. This is how unprofessional and stupid and young I was. And I genuinely, I think I might've made a profile. I don't think I put pictures on it because I was like not sure I was ready to take that step. And I was like, no, it's fine. I'm going to find a rich banker to marry that works on Wall Street. It's going to be fine. He'll take care of me some loans. Um, but I genuinely was like, I, I think my, I think my thing was just like, I don't know that I could have slept with somebody for money. Cause that felt a little bit too much for me, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I think I actually, I don't remember exactly cause you know, it's a hundred thousand years ago cause I'm 32, but I think I made a profile like with my work email. <laughs> Are you serious? Probably. I probably did something like that. I use my work emails for shit all the time. When I don't, I'm like, oh, I need this discount or this coupon code for like Hollister. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Or like Nordstrom. And I don't feel like using my own email just so I don't want to get harassed by you later. So I use my like work email. I do that today. But anyway, um, but yeah, so that happened. Oh, okay. So arrangement, I really thought about it. Interesting that you talk about seeking arrangements. So when I was reading this like lovely study, um, according to them, the average sugar daddy is about 38 years old and earns 250K annually. Okay. While the average sugar baby is about 25 years old. (laughs) Clearly I've passed that mark. Fuck. And receives about $2,800 monthly from their daddies, which... For me, I just, I'm like, um, I would expect a shit ton more than 2,800 a month. Am I weird for thinking that it's not enough? No. Okay. Well, well, I think first of all, $250,000 is a lot of money, but like, I don't know. Okay. I would love to know, seekingarrangement.com, where do the majority of them live? That makes sense. Because if you're living in New York or you're living in the Bay Area, you're living Mm -hmm. in LA, you're living in Miami, I don't think that's like enough money to necessarily be like living this lavish lifestyle and paying somebody three grand a month, personally. Oh, 100%. That's number one. Number two, I, I understand what you're saying given where we're at today. However, I feel like when I was 24, 25... $2,800 $2,800 a month is a decent amount of cash, right? Like, no, like you are, you, these are not the girls that are probably like flying in private jets or staying at the Four Seasons or buying themselves bags and shoes and clothes like all in a month. But um, I think that that's, it's almost $3,000 a month, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair amount of money when you're, when you're pretty young. And I mean, I don't know. I, I also wonder if that is like, you said it's the average, right? So is that for the folks or for the girls who are not necessarily having sex with the guys? And I wonder if it's higher if you have sex. That's interesting. So I have no idea. The study didn't really mention that. Um, I guess maybe I've just been romanticizing the idea a little bit. Cause for me, it's like, I was like, this pussy is worth more than 2,800 a month. Okay. Thank you. Cheers. Mark, you hear that? (laughs) P nasty. You hear that? 
Seriously. But apparently, according to the study, um, since you're asking about whether or not it's like for the people who are having sex versus not. So apparently there's like six different types of sugar babies slash sugar daddy relationships arrangements. Um, and I would assume each one probably has its average price range, which the study didn't really include. And I'm not surprised by that. Um, so going into the types, there's sugar prostitution, which I was like, whoa, it's um, called that. It's called that. It's one of the oh. types it's called sugar prostitutions and wow. it compromises committed. If you're like, I'm going to be a sugar prostitute. hundred percent. It's like very much like business arrangement. Like the, the narrative that some of the participants like said that were involved in that type. And there are about 15% of them within the study that are in that category. Um, and it's a purely pay for play, um, and and that's it. And then there's Wait, pay, like pay for play. Oh, so it's like literally they pay you and you you fuck them. Like that's that's what it is. Pay for why play. is it sugar prostitution not just prostitution? Well, I guess it's like under the guise of like they're like a I don't know under sugar arrangements. Like there's still some sort right, of girls. emotional connection potentially. Um, and then there's compensated dating, which is about receiving money or things for showing up to like dinner, coffee, acting as the arm candy. And then what was really sad was one of the examples. That was, so they will give like actual dialogue that was um, given to them through the questionnaire or the questioning or the interviews. And one of them had talked about an example, which I thought was really sad of um, a gentleman who had hired this girl and he was married and he just probably wanted attention from another woman since his wife was busy traveling with her job and like with the kids. So compensated dating is basically without the sex and it's just purely for attention. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Um, I guess my first question is, why don't you just get a divorce? Yeah. At that point. But okay, whatever. You're not going to divorce. My, like my second question is, do you consider that cheating? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I would. I would get, if M-Dog over here spent our money on hanging out with another fucking woman instead of Botox for me, I think I'd be furious, but. I, I also understand, but but I guess like for me and the way that my relationship works and like we've actively talked about, if it ever got to that point, mm. we would hope that the other one would divorce the other one. Like, I know that sounds really morbid, but like. No, seriously, um, if it got to that point, I, I understand don't know. that. I like, I guess, I, I guess it depends. Like, is it, is it an emotional relationship and at what point is it an emotional relationship for me? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean. Yeah, I, so I actually, when I was, because being Maddie, I actually printed out the study and was highlighting and writing notes on the sides because that's what a Maddie does. Um, and I literally, this operation, <laughs> you like it. <laughs> I literally at some point just like highlighted that whole section and on the side was like, is this emotional cheating? Like that was sort of the big question. And I mean, I would be emotionally hurt most likely. And it's like, why did you not feel like you could come and talk to me about how you were feeling and assume that paying a woman to hang out and listen to you and give you attention was the solution? That's like more of where my brain would go. So fair, fair. I agree with that. I do think though that like, sadly, I think that there are so many more relationships like that than we... Oh, 100%. I'm sure. Yeah. But whatever. 
Um, okay. So you said there are six types. What? That's two. What are the yes. other types? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so next up is then sugar dating, which is about 31% uh, of those that participated in the study. And it's basically the same thing as like compensated dating. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of the same, but a big part of the relationship is that sex is involved. Um, and it's a lot more common within this category to receive an allowance. And it isn't necessarily like a pay for play. So when you get the allowance, like every occurrence, there isn't like an expectation for sex. Like sex just kind of happens naturally. Um, it isn't that like every time we meet up, there's going to be sex or I'm going to pay you for this instance. Um and you assume that, you know, you're paying for the woman to hang out and listen to you and give you attention, et cetera, et cetera. Um, plus, a lot of these folks develop some sort of emotional connection to their benefactor, which I thought was interesting. Hope to God. Um, okay. So you're saying that they kind of fell in love with the rich, probably older man taking care of them? Uh, pretty much. I mean, wouldn't you love that? Like, you're in a situation where you're getting an allowance and you fall in love with this, like you know, was it night in shining armor? Um, so yeah. So some of the women in the study said that they'd actually continue their relationship even without the monetary benefit. Fun facts. So yeah. So they did fall in love with the dude. Uh, that's amazing. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. That's like, um, that's like that show. Yeah. Right? Married. Well, quote unquote, like that show, marrying for millions or marrying millions. Marrying millions. I fucking love that show. Wow. Whatever it is. I loved, I loved it. There was like one season, I think. No, there's like two seasons now or what? three potentially. Oh God, I got to go find them. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, oh, okay. So then there's sugar friendships and those are about 4%. So this, is, like the, this, <laughs> is, this is literally like the unicorn, I think of um, sugar daddy relationships or sugar sugaring relationships. Um, so it's no sex, just money to be friends, which I'm like, uh, lucky AF. How do I truly. get this? I mean, could you imagine just like walking into a friendship and like, all you get is like free Birkins? Like, are you kidding? Ice over it. I don't know if I believe that necessarily, but okay, you can say that. Um, but I mean, like, literally, all I have to do is just like show up. But what does that mean to show up to dinner? Do I have to invite you to my house? And in which case, is that different than sugar compensated dating or whatever the fuck it's called? Yeah, but I think with sugar friends, there's still like an emotional benefit. And then on top of that, they're very intertwined with your life. So like with compensated dating, like there's no inclusion on either side of like including them in their lives, but with uh, sugaring friendships, there is. Um, and then of course, yeah. Um, so they're rare, of course. And then there are the sugar friendships with sexual benefits, which compromises about 13%. Um, and essentially this is like really an unstructured relationship. It's like, there's an unspecified financial arrangement. Um, they're not expected to engage in sexual activity regularly or consistently in order to reap the monetary benefits. Lots of options. Somebody like me, <laughs> a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> somebody like me, period. But somebody like me who's like literally a bottle of fucking wine in, very confused. Um, I don't understand don't understand what the difference is between sugar dating and sugar friendships. 
with benefits. Yeah. So um, I kind of had to like double read this part too, because I was like, wait, what's the fucking difference? Um, I think sugar dating, the sex is expected. But sugar friendships with benefits, it's literally like a friends with benefits scenario. So it's like whenever both parties are into it. And I think also with the sugar friendships with benefits, if you were to have sex, there's like an additional financial piece to it. While sugar dating is more like, here's the allowance and sex is just kind of expected. Okay. Yeah. So with that, uh, the last uh, scenario is pragmatic love, which is also 13%. And this is where women actually see their sugar daddy as a potential mate, but expect them to monetarily take care of them. So their lives are also... (laughs) Right. Um, And their lives are also very much intertwined with one another because it's like... I'm joking. I'm totally fucking with you. Wait, it's totally... Oh, you're saying it's totally you with Mark. (laughs) LOL. Nice. (laughs) Wait, but like, do they... like? Is that not just a relationship where the daddy? Yeah, but it's it's almost like you started off as a sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship. And then it's like you very much are seeking what like every other girl in the fucking world wants. A I rich mean, husband? A rich husband. I know. I'm- or sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me not be sexist. Not what every girl in the fucking world wants. What every body in the fucking world once. I know. I know. I mean, that pragmatic love, 13% of the fucking world. Fuck you. I'm jealous. I know. I know. I know. Interesting. I will okay. say, though, it is a very small sample size that she used. So, like, Marin Scullin going out into this, like, when she was actually doing her analysis or initial trying to get people to participate in the study, she had catered to college students. And then she ended up attending to like sugar baby um, conferences in order to seek her pool size, her sample pool size. Um, So uh, considering that it's only 48 people that are involved in this study, like, you know, it's it's not very comprehensive, right? The end count is very low. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was like yeah. 13% of people. There's no fucking way. Yeah. It's, it's a very small like, sample size. I'm not that good at math, but it's like one or two people out of 48. Okay. Fine. 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 Whatever. <laughs> okay. I feel a little bit better about my situation now. Just kidding. Mark, I mean, practically my sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> says the I'm woman also- who's also working extremely hard and works like long fucking hours every day of her life. Okay, cool. That makes 50% of what my husband makes. Okay. So <laughs> uh, most importantly, would you do it? Let's say you weren't married. Would you do it? Have you thought about it? So interesting that you ask. I never really contemplated it for myself, but I had a friend in college who did it. And um, I was the friend that people would designate as their like emergency contact. Of course. <laughs> I no, was the mom. Know what to do. <laughs> so literally people like my friend um, in particular, I had, I had a couple friends who did it, but like one in particular, she would go on these dates and she would always text me the exact details when she would contact me at, et cetera. And one night she was like, okay, I have like extra sketchy vibes about this guy. Like, I'm not really sure. And I was like, are you sure you want to meet him? Like, we can just do like wine and a movie night together. You don't need to go out. And she was like, no, he promised me like $800 for tonight, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'd probably fuck with fuck with sketch to be honest $800 and this was like back in like what when did I graduate uh so this was like 2011 2012 maybe 
2011. I graduated in 2011. So there's no way you graduated in 2011. No, I graduated 2013, but like, I was trying to remember oh, when okay, this situation okay. happened. Um, so Fine. she, okay, so she tells me, she's like, okay, I'm going to go. Here's the address that I'm going to like, I'm meeting him at his house. I was like, uh, bitch, you sure you don't want to go do dinner somewhere first? Like me publicly. Um, she was like, here's like his number, here's the address, here's blah, blah, blah. If you don't hear from me in two hours, like call the cops. She. That's a lot of pressure. It is. It's so much pressure. I end up like, she doesn't text me at all within the time frame that she says she's going to text me at. I start freaking out. I start calling her. She's not answering her phone. I start calling the number that she had given to me that was his. He's not answering his phone. I am freaking the fuck out. I called the cops. You know what they told me? God, you know how much I love 911. You know what they told me? They're like, I'm sorry, we can't like file a missing persons report. I was like, no, but you don't understand. Like she's going on it. They were like, we can't do anything unless it's been like 48 hours or something like that. Like whatever the time frame was. And I was like, (gasps) what did you go? So I was literally about to, so this was like maybe an hour after the time frame that she said she was going to, so I'm still texting her. So I was like, I'm on my way. Like I'm coming, I'm coming. I like, this was like before Uber and shit too. So it's like, I'm about to call like a cab to come and pick me up to go pick her up. Then she ends up fucking calling me. She was like, yeah, everything's okay. We just had sex. Like I'm on my way back. And I was like, you really dumb bitch. I was like, my nervous system right now. Like, I really thought he was like cutting you up into pieces, had locked you up in a fucking basement. Like, I couldn't talk to her for a good week after that. I was like, a I'm week? glad you're safe. I was like, I love you, but like, I need a break from you. No, I would have been like, I fucking wish he would have cut your ass up. I just like could not. So no, not after okay. that, like, I was still her person, of course, because I couldn't say no because I wasn't my own person back in college. <laughs> but I just like a valuable lesson to learn is like, if you're going to have someone as an emergency contact when you're in this like field or space and you're worried about your own safety, please do your due diligence yeah. and like actually be on time with like your person when you tell them a designated time that you're going to reach them by. Yeah, bitch. Oh my I God. I'm so angry for so you. Mad. I was so mad, but mainly because I was like scared. I literally thought like my best friend at the time was like dying. Right. I mean, and, you like, know me. I love a 911 call, but I also <laughs> love drama. So I probably, I like think I would have been there. I think I would have like, I would have gone there and like broken down the door and oh God bless, bless, man. I just like, oh my God. Um, but you know that I'm like a good person to have in this emergency contact because I don't fuck around. Um, but it's kind of interesting because like some of the academic research skull referred to. So going back to the question of like what I do for myself, um, I thought it fascinating that skull when they were talking about the ethics of sugaring, they kept referencing this like Alex Miller study um that was done back in 2011. And I have to find the exact quotes because I keep, I kept thinking like, wow, this person is fucking angry. And it kind of shows you like sort of the vast perspective that people have. Either people are like, yeah, fuck it. Do whatever makes you happy. Or people are really fucking angry about it and have like an issue. So let me get the quote. Okay, here it is. I pulled it up. Alex Miller argues that sugaring is simply another label for prostitution. She argues 
that although sugar arrangements are different from the relationships of high class hookers, they are a form of prostitution nonetheless. She adds that, oh, look at this. She adds that websites that facilitate sugar relationships are virtual pimps. And the women who use these websites are the, oh, drum roll, please, Craigslist equivalent to streetwalkers. To, like the fact that this person went so far as to say that in a study about the whole sugar baby sugar daddy situation or potential situation. Wow. To which I also say like, fuck off and leave people alone. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like the fact that someone would be so angry to like go as far as to say that in an academic paper. Okay. Wait, I agree with that. But I have a question for you. Mm. Do you think prostitution is okay? I think sex work is okay. Okay. Yeah. As long as it's, I think it's fine as long as you are safe. And what I mean by safe is like you're 100% pimp, I guess, is like treating you okay. And and you're doing it because you want to. Oh, 100%. I I, I get very nervous about the, there's a very fine line with trafficking for me. I know. I agree. I think the issue with sex work, especially in the Western world and in particularly the U.S., is that because we've created such a massive dark cloud around it and have made it so ambiguous and have ostracized a lot of these people, they end up putting themselves in dangerous situations. I agree. And that's what has led to, it's just like the whole ethical framework. I think that like religion is kind of brought up into our modern world. People think like ethically it's wrong when in actuality it's like, let people be like, provide them the safety and opportunity that everyone else has and just like make it an industry. As we all know, sex sells. So like, why can't we make this legal too? It, I, I just don't get oh, yeah, it. Um, no, I agree, I agree. I agree. So I guess going back to the question, like would I do it now with the growth I've had as a person? And if I were single, totally, why not? I mean, I probably wouldn't tell people about it, but if it were between me and the guys, like, why not? You know, like I'm here for it. And like going back to like, the show that you referenced earlier, like it reminds me very much of like marrying millions. <laughs> oh, yes, it a hundred percent. That's exactly sorry, that is what it is. Whether or not you want to call yourself a sugar baby or not, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, I would do it in a heartbeat if I was single and I was younger and I was more supple. You wouldn't do it now, really? Like if you were single now, you still wouldn't do it now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take that back. I would definitely fucking do it knowing what I know now. Um, I always like joke. I tell people I'm like, marry for fucking money the first time. Oh, 100%. Unfortunately, I married for love the first time. And no, I'm joking. Not unfortunately, but you know, <laughs> I plan on being married. No, I feel very, very, very lucky. But if I hadn't found Mark. Yeah. I 100% would have married for fucking money the first time. And then I would have found Mark, but here we are, you know, <laughs> got to pay for my bathroom myself. Um, but no, I, I, I agree. I think, um, I support it. I think it's fuck it. Let a woman or a man or whoever it is, like do what you want to do for what you got to do for it. Again, as long as you're being safe, that's my biggest thing. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, 
actually ever tell you, oh, you know this, Noah Davis, who's like one of my favorite, like new indie artists. He has this song called Sugar Daddy, and it is probably one of my favorite pop songs right now. Um, you should listen to it. I haven't he, heard that song. I think I know. Is he the one who sings the, uh, the tea? Yes. The tea song. Okay. Yes. I love it. And he also has another one where it's like fuck flowers. Yeah, he's so good. I cannot wait for him to like blow up. But he, yes, he has a song and it is called Sugar Daddy and I would highly recommend it. And it just puts me like in a mood and I just wish I was like 22 again, like supple and beautiful, like with no concerns (laughs) of paying my rent (laughs) and like thinking about like how I would obtain a sugar daddy. Yes. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 